Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our guest hosts again, uh, Tiffany Human, and we thought we'd have a conversation on navigating your first 90 days in a new job. So, Tiffany, how are you doing today? I'm great, Lukey. Thanks so much for having me. Definitely one of my favorite topics, so I'm glad we're diving into this one today together. Sounds good. So hopefully we get some of your your insights and experience and and share kind of your words of wisdom. But uh, first of all, congrats to the folks who did land a job. (laughs) Because if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully it's because you went through the whole job search process and you landed something. And uh, we kind of settled on 90 days. And and why 90 days? That's one of the typical uh, probation periods. So it's usually about three months three times kind of 30 days is is the, the, the 90, although some people are uh, longer, they might have a six months probation period, but usually you still want to get yourself on the right foot on the first uh, 90 days. So so what would you say are thoughts to consider as they get started? So obviously you don't have to wait till you start. Some people get an offer and they might start on Monday <laughs> or they might start in a week and a month or even longer. So what would you yeah. say for folks who are kind of preparing in that uh, kind of before start uh, period? Yes. Perfect. So what I would say if let's say your role is not starting immediately, but you have a little bit of runway to work with, maybe starting as Luki said in a week, a few weeks, a month. One thing I really like recommending to do is actually reach out to who's going to be your new boss and express your excitement and enthusiasm around what's up and coming for you coming into this role. And you could even suggest if they have anything they'd like to already share with you or offer you to get you up and running so that when you do start from day one, you're going to be able to really hit go right away. That's a really nice gesture. It shows a great level of commitment and enthusiasm going into the role from your boss's standpoint and can help you get a little bit of a leg up so that it doesn't come to day one and you're overwhelmed or taking in a lot of things at one point. It's going to give you a little bit of that prep work that will really facilitate a smoother onboarding in your first week of work. For sure. So so I would have folks that maybe you are starting like on Monday, you only have a weekend. So you may not have a lot of time to actually read up or, or they might not even have anything to provide you. Uh, obviously, if you have a whole week or a whole month or even longer, then you have a little bit more prep time. Um, and sometimes they just share, say like, well, don't worry about it. Just relax. We'll, we'll, we'll get you started uh, when, when, when you get started. Like any, any thoughts on what to do if yeah. they kind of say there's nothing in between? Yeah, well, I would say appreciate that time because you're about to start a new role and you want to go in with the right level of energy. So you don't want to be tiring yourself out that whole weekend doing tons of studying um, that maybe hasn't even been requested of you. So make sure you're getting your rest before starting a new job. That's really important. So you bring the right level of energy going in. But a little bit to Luki's point, you know, do a, a little bit at least of your own research that built on the interview process itself. So if let's say you already know what department you're going into, which I imagine you do since you've gotten the job and you know what your title is going to be, try to do a little bit more research on that. For instance, if let's say you're going into a marketing role on a certain brand that you're going to be working on, try to do a little bit more research on that particular brand. Maybe look them up online, look at their social media, see what's kind of been most recent. So you already get a really good sense of what you're walking into. So any kind of extra gestures you could do on your side, even that's not asked of you by your new manager, go ahead and do it. It's only going to help you feel more ready and prepared for when you start on the first day. 
day. For sure. And it doesn't have to be like a full-time job project to do it. You could just spend like an hour or two or yeah. a, an afternoon or weekend. If you have a, a lot of runway, let's say a month or two, you might spend a little bit longer, uh, but definitely researching on the company website, taking a look at different departments. So let's say if, if you're starting as like a new dev, there might be multiple technical departments, multiple technical products or this and that. So the more that you can kind of learn to talk the talk, the, the, the better it would be. And then I, another thing that I would suggest is, is make sure that you understand the logistics. So a lot of folks are starting completely virtual, so they may get their uh, all the packages mailed to them, right? So they might have an actual like laptop or whatever uh, sent to them. And then some people are, are going back in office where, and sometimes it's, it's the first week or whatever of orientation where you have to uh, know uh, where it is, how, how long it takes you to get there, whether you're taking transit or driving or whatever it is, you wanna make sure that you have all that underway uh, first. Um, so, so yeah, make sure you have, you're prepared with all of that as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. And if ever to Luki's point that you're only learning about that on day one, those are really good things to ask about sooner than later so that you're not waiting days and days to get more of the technical setup. That's going to help you do the role that you're, you've been signed in for. For sure. Yeah. So some companies might onboard you where you get your package on day one. Sometimes you get it a week or advance. It all depends. So don't be too stressed if uh, you're starting on Monday and you haven't yet received the package. Sometimes it does take some time and sometimes yeah. they'll give you different sort of things. So so uh, don't be too stressed on that. So we, we are prepping as much as we can and hopefully resting and not stressing ourselves as much, <laughs> uh, being excited about the new opportunity that waits. What would you say you do on kind of Day one, the, fir the first day that, that you get started. Yeah. Well, I would say definitely a lot of listening. A lot <laughs> of listening. Pretty much your whole first week, but especially day one, you're going to be like a sponge, right? There's going to be likely a lot of information coming your way. And, you know, try not to get too overwhelmed by that. Your boss might be excited to have you on board. Maybe he, wants to want, he or she wants to immediately introduce you to your team members, whether in person or virtually. So follow their lead. Um, hopefully you're also getting some good FaceTime in with your boss on that first day to get a good sense of expectations and even possibly what your objectives are going to be in this new role. That might not all come on the first day, but you'll probably get a good sense of what you're working towards, what that dynamic is going to be with your particular boss, and you'll probably also get to know who your immediate team members. Um, that's really important, right? Because you might not just be working siloed, you might you likely be working with other people within your immediate team. So to get a good sense of who they are, what they handle, what you handle, how that correlates with one another is going to help you get a better sense of where you fit into the bigger picture within the new department. Sounds good. And keep in mind that different companies, usually of different sizes, have different ways to start people. So some of them have like a very formal orientation where you might have like a, a, a big room, even auditorium of folks uh, that are starting on the same day, depending on the size of the company. Yes. Some of the smaller companies will be less formal where you just might say, hey, sit beside this person for the first week and just shadow them or uh, yeah. you, you figure stuff out and, and, and uh, just ask them if you have any questions, that sort of thing. So it'll be varying degrees of kind of complexity, complexity sophistication and all that sort of stuff. 
stuff and formality as well. Uh, so make sure that, uh, as Tiffany said, make sure you're asking lots of questions. And, and uh, I think some of the important things is, is starting to get to know the, the team, getting to understand kind of the, the, the words and lingo that everybody uses, because oftentimes uh, with many companies, there's tons of acronyms <laughs> that are thrown yes. in. Sometimes the acronym <laughs> that you know might be actually different than what they use in another company. So those is, yeah. that's often a good thing. And, and you probably want a notebook slash a, a Google Doc or Word Doc or whatever that's taking <laughs> some of these because you'll probably forget. Um, and then I think yeah. you mentioned that maybe not on the first day, but the first week, definitely get some face time with your boss. I think that is definitely useful advice. What other guidance would you yeah. have for that kind of first first day, first week? Yeah. So a few others to build on your points, Luki, which are great. Try to get a sense of what your integration plan looks like, right? And who's leading that integration plan. For instance, maybe your boss has already set up integrations for you and the people that you're going to be working most closely with. Or maybe they're counting on you to set up those meetings for yourself. So you want to get really clear of who should you be speaking with in this first day to week. Um, are you the one taking the lead on booking those intro meetings together? Is your boss taking the lead on that, etc.? A little bit also to Luki's earlier point, it's a great thing to ask if there are going to be more overarching onboarding trainings that you should be a part of, maybe company-wide trainings for a set of new hires at a given moment in time. And that might not necessarily happen your first week, but it's good that you know when that might be happening, if it is something that is going to be happening. Um, and you're also going to want to get a good sense within that first week in speaking with your boss, what are those key milestones or objectives that you're being evaluated against to measure your success in this role? And obviously you're not going to act on all of that as of week one, but it's really important that you know, hey, over the course of the next, not just 90 days, but over the course of the next six months to a year, what, what are those measurements for success? What are those key performance indicators? So you've got a really good set of parameters to work within to know where you should focus your time and energy. And of course, you can go more granularly with your boss with through more discussion of exactly what types of projects or strategies or tasks are you expected to do to help deliver on that. But that would kind of come as a second step once you've got that foundation settled with your particular boss. For sure. And one thing that was a logistical item that, that I, uh, I think I missed uh, mentioning before is uh, if you are starting in person and even online and virtually, just make sure you understand what the, the dress code is, right? So for different companies, something as simple as what to wear can be uh, a little bit of uh, anxiety <laughs> for someone on the first day. True. It's generally easier to uh, overdress and then you can always take off the, the jacket or the tie or whatever. And, and then um, the, the, the second day, hopefully you're, you're more um, kind of able to fit with, with the culture. So uh, just ask yeah. if, if you're not sure, but generally like like a business casual is uh, pretty, pretty standard. Something like a shirt with a, a collar. If you want to try uh, make it a little bit nicer with a, with a, a jacket or uh, a tie, and obviously the, the, the female equivalents of, of, of that, that dress. Uh, and take a note from everybody else around you as as uh, tiffany mentioned to, to kind of take their lead and you notice and and say okay can i wear that and you have to be careful because sometimes the the tenured person who's been there for for like 10 20 years might come in in something not uh generally recommended but uh because yes. they're they're so well received uh so don't necessarily take uh the, the kind of the first uh piece of wardrobe advice for, for someone, just uh, do a little bit more uh, reconnaissance yeah. and looking for for what other people are doing. A hundred percent. And if I can add something to that point, Luke, sure. it's a really, really, really relevant one, especially to make sure that you're putting yourself forward in the right way. 
as you're paying attention to what the attire is, also be cognizant of what you want your image to be, right? Because uh, especially as a young professional starting in the workforce, you know, there are some of those elements from a dress code standpoint that can help elevate your professionalism. Um, I'll just take myself as an example where I always looked really young and I was short. So I wanted to wear things that would help me also for myself feel professional. Even if people around me weren't wearing those types of things, I knew for me it would make me feel really confident. And so those were some personal discretion choices I made, even if let's say other people around me weren't always wearing, you know, a a dress or a blazer. I'm like, you know what? I feel good wearing those kinds of things. So, uh, and it works within the overall culture. It wouldn't make me stick out like a sore thumb. So again, use your discretion on that, uh, to Lukey's point around observing and paying attention, but also making your own judgment call of what's going to make you feel really good and confident in the position. For sure. Uh, I think that that's all great. And again, it's all, always going to be a little bit circumstantial based on your particular context because uh, a, a little bit more conservative company will be a little bit more uh, kind of dressed up and a little bit more kind of startup-y culture. <laughs> yeah. Don't be surprised if you're wearing like hoodies and things like that. Um, but uh, <laughs> just just make sure that, that you're aware of what others are, are doing. Uh, and as we kind of go back a little bit to expectations with your boss, one, one of the things that I would encourage you to think about is once you understand theirs is, is what I call an exercise called uh, pre-writing your resume. So in the next three months, the next six months, what do you want your resume to be able to say? Now, that doesn't mean you're going out and looking for a new job. <laughs> it just it just treat it as more like a performance planning uh, document to say, okay, these are the things I want to uh, achieve. And if, if they are, just uh, see if, if your boss can help you do that. Now, uh, an easy way to do that is take a look at the kind of senior version of your job description or the next level and say, can I start getting exposed to these types of things? Not necessarily do them or complete them, but I think that would be uh, something to consider. Now, uh, you've just started, so it doesn't mean that you have to complete them, but at least to, to set the wheels in motion can, can definitely be, be helpful. Uh, so as, as we kind of start our, our first day, first week, and we're starting to get a little bit settled, uh, what are some of the other things that you'd recommend in the first kind of 30 and then 60, 90 days? What, what about the first month if we start tackling that side? Yeah, so once we've kind of tackled these things with your particular boss and one additional thing you're going to want to address with your boss within those first 30 days is what's the ideal communication dynamic between the both of you, right? Is it primarily email? Is it weekly status meetings? Is it a combination of the two? Um, Is it maybe via texting or internal messaging system on like Microsoft Teams or whatnot? You want to get a good sense of what that communication dynamic will be so that you avoid frustration or miscommunications between you and your direct manager. A little bit similar to that note around getting a good footing is understanding the internal processes and systems that you're working with. So it builds a little bit on getting that baseline technology set up, but also understanding, you know, for your type of role, are there certain softwares? Are there processes? Are there certain um, systems that have established internally that you're expected to use? And if yes, you want to make sure that you're getting trained on that because that will otherwise lead to a lot of frustration if there's things you're expected to do, but you don't have the proper training on how to use those particular systems internally. So that's definitely a big one to ask your direct manager about or maybe even your team members about. Maybe your boss is going to have your team members support you on some of these trainings, but you want to get a good handle on that. Another key thing you're definitely going to want to do in the first 30 days is get a really good sense of upcoming meetings, what those meetings look like, what the objectives of those meetings are, 
who typically attends those meetings, and what your responsibility or role is in those meetings, especially if you're entering into a pretty meeting-heavy culture, right? That can be very overwhelming where you're trying to just get your head above water and you're being pulled in left, right, and center into all these different meetings and you're like, what do I even do in these things? So to ask those questions proactively is really going to help you. There might be several that you have no active role in just yet, but at least you're going to know that and it's going to alleviate any anxiety that you would have otherwise had by not even asking those kinds of questions. Um, So that's definitely a big one in the first 30 days. Maybe you're going to get a calendar, a little bit of a roadmap of what's up and coming for those types of meeting structures. And maybe as a final point in those first 30 days, you're likely not just going to want to integrate with your immediate team members, but also have a bit of an integration plan set for your support team members. So other people outside of your immediate team who you're likely going to be collaborating with on a regular basis, who are supporting you in the work that you're expected to do and deliver on. Um, So those are questions you could also ask your boss or your team members of who should I maybe be additionally meeting with, who are people that are going to need things from me and vice versa so that I can understand how our relationships kind of coincide with one another. That's going to be really helpful once again. So you're not just understanding your role in that, but you're also building those relationships early enough on. And this is particularly important if you're in a a virtual setting where you're not physically in the same office as them. Sounds good. I recall uh, earlier in my career when when we were talking about the communication side and making sure you get the dynamic right, because uh, I was used to a previous culture where we were kind of emailing and texting. And I remember sending a message to my new boss is saying, like, urgent, I needed them to do something. And then like uh, uh, minutes, hours go by and they don't respond. And it's urgent. uh, uh, Need this reply. And then I I realized that they were in their office. So I kind of knocked on the door and they said, uh, I I asked, well, did you get my email, uh, the the urgent one? He's like, well, uh, I I was really taken back his response because he says, well, if it was urgent, you wouldn't have sent an email. And I was like, oh, point taken. (laughs) So just understand that sometimes, depending on the culture, people behave different. So I think that's a very important point. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things that, that I would suggest in that kind of first week as well is, is on the people side is if you can uh, have like a, a casual coffee or lunch with a bunch of your coworkers, right? I think that's good at kind of integrating yourself in there where yeah. there's always going to be the group of people that go out for lunch, the group of people that kind of stay in for lunch. So, so try to kind of make friends with, with both. So sometimes bring it, sometimes go out and see who you can uh, relate to. Some some will go for coffee, some will go for uh, other other breaks and things like that. So you'll want to see who you kind of relate with and, and uh, kind of uh, integrate yourself into the, uh, into the group. And uh, what I recommend is also at the end of each day in that first month and even beyond that, is to take like five minutes to, to just reflect and say, how did the day go? And, and note on one thing that you did well and one thing that you could do better and just make sure that you do that ongoing for the well, rest of your career if you can. Because <laughs> if you're always making those incremental improvements, I think that, that would be helpful. So those are some additional suggestions that I'd have. Are, are there any things that you'd want to add for kind of that first month? I know there's a, a, a ton of things, but just anything that comes to mind. Yeah, I would say, you know, getting a good sense of the company's values and how they are translating in how you show up in your work. So for instance, this might tie a little bit with the objectives that you have, but if there are certain values that the company really emphasizes, you're probably going to want to know what those are if you haven't already learned what those are and make sure you're integrating that in how you show up at work. 
So as an example of, let's say, you know, your company really values an entrepreneurial mindset. Well, that would likely translate in showing initiative, you know, showing a good level of ownership of your work, those kinds of things. So you could keep that in the back of your mind as you're demonstrating your work and how you're showing up for yourself by bringing that type of value to life. And it goes really well with your point, Lukey, about pre-writing your resume. Because when you want to fast forward to maybe 90 days from now and look back, you could even integrate the fact that you demonstrated that kind of entrepreneurial spirit and how you delivered on a certain task or completed a certain project or collaborated with other people, right? So it's just going to give you a good foreshadowing. That's also going to help you to come time for evaluation moments like performance reviews, where you're actually embedding this already ready in your way of operating. And that's one of those things that people really miss the mark on in starting a new job. They focus just on the work, but they kind of miss the bigger picture of those overall evaluation metrics. And even if it's not officially an evaluation metric, it's still something the company places a lot of emphasis on. So if you can integrate that, you're going to be set up for a lot of success. For sure. So hopefully if folks are following our guidance, then within the first month, they understand most, if not all the processes, softwares, uh, most of the abbreviations and, and different things that, that they have to get used to. They've uh, had coffee or lunch or whatever with a whole bunch of their teammates, maybe some supporting teammates as well. I also recommend folks to kind of make good friends in a certain departments. So definitely someone in the IT department is always a good idea to make a good friend with maybe someone in, in like HR or payroll or something. And, and benefits yeah. uh, would be another good and helpful connection. If uh, for whatever, whatever reason you need someone in like the legal department or any other big ones, just so just so that you're making uh, connections, not just in your immediate area. Uh, uh, obviously, if you got hired into those areas, th those would be. But uh, outside of that, make sure that you're connecting with other folks in the company because yeah. they can be helpful in, in the future. And uh, you never know, you might be helpful for them as well. A hundred percent. And even on that, Luke, if I can add a quick point that you, you made me think of as well, is see if you can have an internal buddy. Um, sometimes companies offer internal buddy systems as you're entering as a new hire. They might automatically set you up with someone who's been there a little bit longer than you, but is likely more of a peer maybe someone who's somewhat more senior, but within a similar type of team or role as you are. And if that's not provided, you could always ask, you know, is it possible to maybe buddy me up with someone? And this is someone that's not your boss and maybe not even your direct co coworker, but someone that you can go to for more of those informalized questions that you have that you don't want to bother your boss about every single day, but are things you kind of need to know and can learn from someone who's maybe been there a little bit longer than you who can take you under their wing and show you the ropes a little bit. So it's not necessarily things about the work itself, but maybe more on like the culture, how things go, maybe how the lunch works, right? Do you go at a certain time? Are there certain tables you should sit at if it's in a physical environment? Uh, you know, are, is there a coffee bar? If yes, you know, what are good times to go for that? Like these types of questions that you're obviously not going to burden your boss with, but are probably important for you to set up a good precedent for yourself in those first uh, weeks and months in the role. For sure, yeah. Having someone to that that's been there, done that, and you can learn from, and and hopefully, uh, when you are now settled in, you can kind of return that favor for someone else uh, later on. Uh, so, so has someone has gone through like the first thirty days? What should folks start thinking about in their their next kind of well, the next thirty in their sixty and then the ninety day plans? What would you suggest on, on those parts? Yeah. So really, as of the sixty day mark. 
you, you want to start shifting into action. That first four weeks in a role is going to be a lot of that soaking it all in. Like I said, a lot of listening, a lot of asking questions and getting a good foundational understanding of what you're working with. By this, the 30 to 60 day mark, now you want to start really taking a, a, a fuller speed ahead type of approach on actually actioning what you're expected to do so you can start driving some of those results. So you might not have it fully grasped up to now because those first three months typically is a, a typical learning curve. But at least you're going to have a sense of, okay, now I kind of get a good sense of how to do this on my own. And you're going to want to start showing up in that way where you're driving some of those results tied to your individual objectives or how you're being evaluated or pre-writing your resume as Luki was explaining earlier. Um, you might also want to take a more active stance in meetings, right? That first month if you were pulled into meetings, maybe it was a lot about listening, observing, intaking. Now you might be in a position where you could actually contribute a little bit more. So that would be a good moment to start showcasing your voice, bringing forward your value. And an important reminder for all of our young professionals just because you are a new hire, please do not discount the value that you're bringing into this role. You're always going to be surrounded by more experienced people, but you are hired into the role for a reason. And please believe in yourself to showcase the value that you bring. Share ideas, ask questions, bring recommendations forward so that your boss, your team members, and maybe even senior leaders, if you're exposed to them early on, get a good sense of your critical thinking, how you how you are considering certain decisions, the rationale that you're bringing. Um, I would also say in that, that 30 to 60 day mark, you'll probably want to have more integration meetings with some broader team members and ideally ones that have been with the company for a long period of time. Those are wealth of resources and knowledge that can fill in a lot of gaps for you on the historic of things that have happened, why they might have happened in a certain way so that for your current and future decision making, you have a little bit more context to go off of, of what's worked and what hasn't worked. That way you can save yourself time in maybe recommending things that might not actually be the best approach for your particular function. So when you can do those types of integration meetings, maybe for more senior people, people that have been in your teams longer, all of that, it's going to help you a lot. Um, those are definitely some key things you're going to want to do. Um, and I would also regroup with your boss, maybe after that 30 day mark, just as a really quick touch base to see if you're on the right track, if there's any new things they want you to start focusing on now in that next 30 days, that way you've got a really good and constant pulse of how they're measuring success for you. Once again, you don't want to wait months and months to go by when there's things you could have already been doing that will have helped you in the progression of your role. Yeah, I think a lot of that is, is great advice. And I like what you said about the kind of shifting from listening to, to action and then also including those uh, integration meetings with uh, the folks that have the historics because uh, a lot of young folks are they're full of ideas and, and, and uh, all, all these things. And sometimes you don't realize that they already tried it a week ago, a month ago, a quarter ago, a year ago, and, and it totally failed or didn't work. And uh, that, that great idea that you had was going to fall on deaf ears and they're going to be like, oh, uh, wah, wah, like this person again, because uh, you didn't have the historical one. But if you can go in with a, 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 a sense of curiosity and say, can you clarify this for me? Or can you, I, I, I haven't been around, I put play the new person card <laughs> whenever yeah. you can. And just a little bit more and say, oh, could you t explain a little more why? Uh, and then before you present like this big idea, have a little bit of the context. And if you realize that nobody has actually uh, 
uh, thought of that idea or, or gone down that path, well, maybe that's a good opportunity to, to, um, to kind of share it. Or if they went down that path, but did it in a slightly different way, didn't have a certain nuance of it, then you might want to bring it up, but you don't necessarily want to like, uh, kind of open up uh, uh, old wounds, so to speak, for folks uh, that might have gone through some some challenging times and then uh, have to revisit it based on your the, the ideal of the new 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 girl, new guy, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I like what you said about like regrouping with your boss as well. And ideally, you're having those regular touch points uh, as well. So whether it's a monthly, ideally even weekly, because I know a lot of companies mm -hmm. are switching more to that kind of agile environment. So some even daily, right? Uh, and that's probably only like a five, 10 minute touch point. Uh, but the more that you can kind of connect with your boss to, to let them know what you're doing uh, and then uh, what you're doing now, what you have done, what you will be doing, and then making sure that there's they're able to share any opportunities for improvement, I think that would be uh, really great. So, so lots of great guidance in there. Any other thoughts for kind of the, the 60, 90 days? Yeah, so the 60 to 90 days, what I would honestly want you to also be doing is active listening and pairing that with the action that you're taking. What I mean by this is by the end of the 90 days, I like to recommend what I, I call kind of a diagnostic action plan, meaning that you're going to have taken in a lot of information. You're going to have met a lot of people and you're probably going to have picked up on things that could be improved. And you don't want to bring those improvements too early on because a little to Lukey's point he just made, you are still new and you don't want to come off as the know-it-all that is just jumping into new recommendations without having done your due diligence. But by around that 60 to 90 day mark, you're probably getting a much better sense of, okay, no, this is a legitimate opportunity area, or these are things that maybe could be improved, or these are recommendations I think will help me moving forward in this area of my role. And so by the end of that 90 days, you almost want to present this plan back to your boss um, in a way that's going to recap some of the things that you've been doing already and some areas that can be almost used as brainstorming together with your boss on what you would recommend moving forward to help improve in a certain area. And the beauty of doing something like this is you can integrate feedback, uh, insight that you've gained from the people that you've spoken to so that if you do end up moving forward with the recommendation and you get the buy-in from your boss and you present that back, those people are going to feel really well heard because you're not just making a one-sided decision. You're making a decision that's factored in other people's viewpoints and feedback that's going to help everybody in a really strong way. So that's definitely something I recommend implementing at that 90-day mark of it's almost like a reflection of what you've gathered, pairing on some of the actions and steps you've taken already, but also being a little bit more future-looking and future-oriented around what can we do from here? What can I do from here that's gathering on and, and taking into account these insights that I've gained for myself through those conversations, through that active listening and asking the right questions along the way? Yeah, I think a lot of great points in there. And, and one thing that came to mind for me is uh, as you're having the discussions with your boss, uh, take a minute to understand what their priorities are as well, because you want to make sure that your priorities align with theirs <laughs> because you're part of their group, part of their, their organization. Uh, and really, if, if you take a look at your job description, what's not written in there is the first bullet point should say your, your first task is to make your job, your boss look good <laughs> is essentially what it is. So you don't want to be that, like uh, you mentioned, like that know-it-all that's trying to kind of take over, become CEO, that sort of thing. Uh, one of the key uh, points of, of 
uh, responsibility for you is to make your boss look good, right? Uh, so if you can do that, then everybody kind of grows together. Um, and yeah. they, they might not be uh, able to support you in that, but uh, at least then, then you kind of understand uh, kind of where your path is. Um, so if you can kind of align yourself with their goals and, and kind of elevate them, I think is a, a very important thing. And hopefully that'll get you through that that first uh, 90 days past probation <laughs> and able to kind of take a bit, a bit of a breather to know that you're now full-time and, per and permanent. Yeah, absolutely. Solid point there. I couldn't agree more. And chances are the priorities that your boss is sharing also line up with the bigger priorities of your department or division. So that's really good to know too, so that what you're working on actually contributes to the bigger picture and might also allow you to have more exposure and visibility along the way. For sure. And, and that's a key to kind of uh, sustainable work, because if you understand your impact of a broader organization, that just helps you overall versus I'm just doing this stuff and I have no idea how I'm contributing that people don't tend to yeah. do well in those types of roles. So the more that you understand how your impact on the organization, the clients and, and, and that, that that really helps. So, yeah. uh, so it sounds like we've got some some good feedback where uh, like at the first kind of day or so, well, get my, some of the logistical stuff down there, listen a lot and, and kind of uh, take uh, cues from, from other folks, then uh, really integrate yourself with your boss, with the other groups, and, and then uh, take the first kind of month to, to listen. And then as you get to kind of 60, 90 days, this is when you start putting your action after you've uh, done your reconnaissance and understand a little bit more about, well, okay, yeah, this is what could possibly work in, in this area. And I've done my, my due diligence um, I, I think that that's great. And obviously this is for kind of a, a full-time role. So if any of you are, are taking this to start your co-op, well, your co-op's basically done after 90 days. So you need to kind of accelerate the timelines uh, for, by a, a few factors in order to make sure that, that you're successful. So that's yeah. probably your first month instead of your first 90 days uh, is probably what you yeah. want to go through if you're in, in that situation. But yeah. is there any other uh, swipe or, or any other things that you'd want to suggest to folks who are in kind of the, the, the new roles uh, in, in a full-time role? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I may even just add something quickly on the co-op part, what could be really helpful to keep in mind since it is typically a three month stage is even towards the end of that, that 90 day mark, you might want to have some active conversations with your boss around what you could be doing to also solidify a full-time position. Maybe it won't be right away. If let's say you're going back to school, fine. You're not going to start full-time, but if you want to maybe work there full-time once you graduate, or maybe you don't have school to go back to and you really want to turn this more contract or internship opportunity into a full-time role, those are really important questions to ask because there's going to be some evaluation criteria that's taken into account whether they keep you or not. And you really want to equip yourself with that kind of insight sooner than later so that by the time that term is up, you can make a really good case to become full-time, whether immediately or in the future. Um, just coming back to your point, Luki, around any other stuff I wish I knew earlier as a full-time new hire, um, you know, a big one is be very aware of your surroundings, you know, build those relationships early on, trust in yourself, be confident. I know it's really easy to not be confident in a new role, being surrounded by a lot of impressive people, having a lot of expectations on your shoulders. And of course, that transition from school to work is no small feat, right? There's a lot more than just doing good work that's going to make a difference in your progression. So please don't discount the importance of building those relationships, making your voice heard, asking the right questions, trusting in yourself, right? Building up that confidence and 
when in doubt, if you are lacking confidence in your role, the biggest thing you can do for helping with that is ask for feedback. Ask for feedback regularly, consistently. That's going to help fill in the gaps for you and will validate what you're doing to help you feel more confident, right? If you're just doing the work and you're like, oh gosh, I hope I'm doing this right. I don't know. Maybe I should be doing this instead of that. You're going to drive yourself crazy. You're going to get in your own head, psych yourself out, and that's directly going to diminish that confidence that's so important in those first weeks of a new role. So when in doubt, go to your boss and maybe one of those weekly touch points, those daily touch points say, you know what? I know I'm still only a few weeks into the role, um, but I'd love to get a sense from you of how you find that I'm, I'm going, I'm doing so far. Um, any, any particular feedback you'd like to share with me? I'm always about improving myself and want to make sure that I'm positioning myself for success moving forward. Any insights would be really helpful. And then they'll share direct feedback with you. And like that, you can actually action that feedback. Maybe you're going to be pleasantly surprised with what they share, that it's all very positive feedback, but at either which way, it's going to equip you to feel a lot more confident and, and, and entrusting yourself in those first weeks and months of a new role. So that's an important one I would have told myself in the, in the historic part of my career in those early weeks of asking for feedback more regularly instead of getting in my own head and lacking confidence in some areas. For sure. And the, the, a lot of great feedback. And it reminds me of the uh, also uh, challenging uh, imposter syndrome to, to deal with. But I think that's a totally separate episode on its own. So we won't open up that can of worms. But thank you so much for providing that, that the guidance and insight. And, and I think uh, definitely uh, developing that rapport with your boss and your coworkers and, and uh, really taking that listening before you turn to action approach, I think would be great. So thanks so much, Tiffany, for showing your sharing your insights on uh, making the most of your first 30, 69 90 days on the job and uh, hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Oh, I'd love that, Luki. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope all of our listeners found this really helpful and go crush it in your new jobs. You've got this. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.